which year did you break a million dollar run rate? Again, I we don't disclose that. Pierce, this was years know, ago. Come on, say, man. You're making this yeah. very, very difficult on me. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Pierce Ujanwala. He's a career marketer who's lived in the marketing trenches of companies like IBM, SAP, and Marketo. He launched NAK, that's K-N-A-K, in 2015 as a platform designed to help marketers simplify email creation. He's also the founder of Revenue Pulse, a marketing operations consultancy. Pierce, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So you came on back in December last year, so about a year ago, and told me that NAC had passed about 600 customers. Tell me more about growth today. Are you adding more customers or are you expanding the historical ones? Yeah, we have continued to grow our our business at you know over 100% year over year. We were just named one of uh, Canada's top growing companies where we posted over 500% revenue growth over the last three years. And so, yeah, we're, we're growing within new accounts, within our existing accounts. We see a lot where we'll get into an account with, you know, one team there and it grows globally across an enterprise. So lots of exciting stuff happening. And for the mo- those folks that don't know NAC or missed our first interview together, what are these customers paying you for? Describe your product a bit. Yeah, so NAC is a, 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 a codeless enterprise uh, campaign creation platform. And so for everyone out there, you know, you all receive these beautiful marketing emails with the banners and buttons. Well, somebody is coding those most of the time. And an average marketing email is like 800 lines of code. And so marketers, well, they're not developers, they're marketers. And so what that means is that historically, they've had to work with developers or uh, really expensive and slow agencies to get this done. And with NAC, well, we're giving them the power back to be able to do all of this themselves and really unlock the creativity that they got into marketing to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, again, folks are using it. You said 100% year over year growth. Is that true of the customer base as well? So 600 customers a year ago means about what, 1,200 now? Yeah. So we don't disclose how many customers we have, but we do have hundreds of customers, thousands of users all over the world. And yeah, I mean, we are replacing the status quo 95% of the time. And so, yeah, when customers... Here's what changed, man. I get before you raise your bootstrap, you come on, you share your customer account. Now what your board says, Pierce, gotta be, you got to be more conservative. Be less fun on interviews. No more, no more customer yeah. numbers. No, I think you had uh, speculated our customer number. I did a long time ago, but uh, we've had a lot of changes with our business model you know initially like any founder we went out let, let's do, get as many customers as easily as possible so it's 99 dollars a month credit card no sales 
because now we've we've really shifted and when we're working with these large enterprise customers they want us to, they want to talk to a salesperson they want to get comfortable we have to go through procurement security all that fun stuff that you get to do with enterprise companies well last question on customer stuff so i mean when you say hundreds uh, and then thousands of users so i mean do you think you break a thousand actual paid customers next year over the next 12 months so we're we are continuing to grow, you know, triple digit every year. Um, we're really focused on helping all the marketers out there. That's why I'm so excited about our raise, you know. So, so Pierce, our if you grow 100% over the next 12 months, you're basically saying if you keep on that growth trajectory, you'll you'll break a thousand paying customers next year. So we're we're all about getting every marketer to be able to to unlock that creativity that they have within them. And that's why we're raising to be able to get to as many customers in this. You're raising you're raising again, again, or you're talking about the raise you just completed? No, no, the one that we just did. Yep. So so you and and so let's jump into that then, right? So you've raised how much capital and is this your first tranche or have you raised prior? Yeah, so we are proudly bootstrapped right up until our Series A. We didn't raise any money before then. Um, and we just announced a $25 million Series A with Insight Partners. Why'd you do it, Pierce? I mean, you give up a lot. I mean, you just give up a lot, right? You're going from bootstrap to raised. And this wasn't a little raise. This was like, you're definitely on the VC track now. You have to make it work. Yeah, you know, like I said, we're proudly bootstrapped up into the race. And we had our year end in the summertime this year. And we looked at, hey, what do we want to do to continue growing the business and grow it as fast as we can? I'm a very conservative person by nature. And, you know, I think that's how we got here, bootstrapping. We didn't have to raise, but we we identified about 50 people that we wanted to hire on our team to accelerate growth. And if we continued to bootstrap and do it that way, it would have taken a lot longer. And we all know with technology, time is of the essence. And we felt like, hey, you know, the capital markets are great right now. It's very founder friendly. And we're able to find a great partner like Insight who can give us a lot more than just the capital. Uh, they have a huge network, great centers of excellence around scaling out software teams that are our size. And it felt like a great opportunity that we can say no to. What's team size today, Pierce? We are currently 45 people. 45. Great. Well, it sounds like some aggressive hiring plans. Now, most founders, especially going out doing like a first raise like this at this size, like this pattern, if you're picking Insight, many founders will pick Insight because Insight many times will let founders take secondaries, especially if the founders are early employees or early investors, angels, etc. Uh, you know, I've been slicking away at it for a long time. You guys were launched, I believe, in 2015, right? So you've been at it yeah. for you know six, seven years. Um, was all that 25 million going directly on the balance sheet, or were you able to create some liquidity for early employees, you know, founders, etc.? Yeah, we definitely took out some secondary. I think to your point, you know, we we proved that we could build a good profitable business and it felt like a good opportunity to take some of the chips off the table not just me but i also felt like it was important and fair to let everybody in the company who had vested options the opportunity to sell as much as they wanted to 
I have to say it was a pretty emotional moment for me when like the majority of our team didn't sell anything because they believe so much in our mission and what we can do in our future here at NAC. Did you recommend they take some off the table to do things like buy a home, buy a car, start a family, pay off student debt, like life stuff? Uh, I, I definitely encourage them to do that. I, I told them that I'm going to personally be doing that and that, you know, it's fully their decision. And I think, yeah, that was something that, that really did get me emotional was just that, you know, they had the opportunity to, to really take chips off the table and make a good amount of money, but, you know, they're in it for the long haul. And I think they see the potential that we have ahead of us. How much of the 25 million would you and Insight, you would have been comfortable letting go to secondary? Obviously, it didn't all do that because people chose not to sell. But what was the maximum that yeah. you guys were comfortable with? Uh, that I, I, That's something that I, I can't disclose. But I will say that in talking to a lot of investors, and I think this is where we're you know, other founders who are out there thinking about this, the market has changed, right? It's no longer that secondary is kind of like looked down upon for us. It was something we always wanted to go into this deal with. It wasn't an option. We put that on the table to every investor and none of them had any issues with what we're looking at. What did you say when you were kicking off the process? Did you phrase that as something like, um, we want to take at least five million off the table, or we want at least ten percent of the round to be secondary. Did you phrase it as a flat number or a percentage? Like, how did you set the early expectations for this? Yeah, we had a percentage and a number. Okay, so what if only one of those things hit? So what if what if you said ten percent, but then the round was only ten million, so you only had a million for secondary versus you know five. You know, if you want to take five million, well, off, they that's were quite... they were together. Like, yeah, it was it was a number that was the percentage that we were looking for. Okay, got it. So, so by default, when you put those two things together, you can back into what the round size would need to be in order to hit both yeah. the percentage and the flat number. Yeah. Was Insight the highest valuation, or did you not optimize for valuation? Listen, I think there's a lot of companies out there right now, a lot of firms that uh, will give you the highest valuation. But what we found is that those firms are really just about the capital. Right? They don't come with all of the resources that an insight does. So, of course, valuation is important and an insight was close to the top, but we looked at the full package, right? Like I said before, we're looking to me like half of the value is working with a firm that's done this hundreds of times and has the resources to help you grow. Mm hmm. And and help me understand sort of where this came in, right? So most people when they're doing a Series A, I would say industry standards, you're selling somewhere between sort of ten and twenty percent of the business. Did you sort of fall into that same average, or were you on an extreme for some reason? Yeah, again, I can't disclose uh, the valuation, but I will say that, like I said before, the market right now is very founder friendly, nope. and we were very happy with the dilution that we're able to achieve on this round and our valuations. So Pierce, it's really important for my listeners to try and understand things that they should negotiate for when they go into their rounds. And so you providing any kind of range is helpful. I didn't ask you name the valuation because I know you can't disclose that, but can you can provide some sort of range for my audience? I mean, 10 to 20% again, is pretty standard here. Yeah. 
Yeah. To me, if you're giving up more than 20% equity in a series, A, like everyone's different, but personally, I would never do that. Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. You're, we're seeing, you know, Chili Piper just sold 7 million secondary at a 625 million valuation with 15 million in revenue, but that's very different yep. than what Lemless just did, which was sell 30 million for 20% of the business at 150 million valuation with 10 million revenue, very different multiple profiles there, but obviously both included secondary. So cool. That makes sense to you. And Pierce, were you able to make the decision yourself or did you have a bunch of co-founders you had to get, get everyone on the same page and agree with? Uh, so I do have two other co-founders, but we're we're really aligned as the leadership team, and we all felt like this is the right thing to do for the business. Mm-hmm. And did you guys, when you launched back in 2015, you had a consultancy? I think you brought in. I don't know, like if someone put up more money for the MVP or stuff, or did you guys just split it evenly right at the beginning in 2015, or no? Uh, so, so I, yeah, so I actually founded the company in 2015 and then my co-founders came on later, like 2017, 2018. I said, got it, got it, got it. So you obviously own more than that. It wasn't an even split. Right. Tell me more about how the agency plays into this. You still put that in your bio, which means it's still important to you. At least your PR people put it in your bio for this interview. So help me understand how the agency plays in here. Yeah, Revenue Pulse is the first business that I started. So I think all entrepreneurs know that there's kind of a special attachment to that. Um, I realized a couple of years ago that really my focus was on Knack, and that's what got me out of bed every day and got me super energized. So I hired an amazing CEO, Joe Peters, to run the Revenue Pulse business for me. Revenue Pulse continues to grow. Uh, every year. And it's a great way that consultancy is where we keep our pulse on what is happening in the marketing operations community, which is who we sell into at NAC every day. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of synergy between the two companies, both uh, Revenue Pulse identifying new opportunities for NAC and NAC uh, opportunity, identifying opportunities the other way for services. Sometimes Zoom is not enough. You guys hear me say it all the time, building a community as a SaaS platform gives you a real advantage. And the number one tool that folks are using to get their communities together, both online and in person, is Hopin. Now, you guys have heard me interview Johnny on the show back about a year and a half ago before they had any revenue. They then acquired my good friends over at StreamYard. Now they have over $80 million in ARR, over a $7.5 billion valuation. And Johnny, as a 26-year-old, has you know added billions and billions, that's with a B, to his personal net worth because of how fast they've scaled. If you want to see why they're scaling so fast, you've got to just try and use their tool. We're thrilled to be partnering with them so that you guys can log in, check it out, and use them for free. Go to NathanMaca.com forward slash hopin right now to check it out. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash hopin. I recommend you guys check out their virtual venue. We also use their studio feature and StreamYard feature to shoot deal or bust, which as you guys know, is like Shark Tank for SaaS on my YouTube channel. I love these guys. I use them. I want you guys to try them as well at nathanlacka.com forward slash hopin. Limited time only. Tell me more about like the typical kind of customer. You mentioned early on price plans are 99 bucks a month, no touch, right? Sign up with a credit yeah. card. I imagine price points like your average are sort of ARPA has increased since then. I think last episode you said you were much closer to like a thousand bucks a month was sort of your sweet spot. Yeah. So prices continue to, to go up. 
Um, I think we're really focused on the enterprise. So the typical customer that works with us, I think our sweet spot, you know, that these are billion dollar plus a year companies. They have marketers spread across the globe, hundreds or thousands of marketers. And uh, they really need the collaboration capabilities that NAC provides, the brand control, the ease of use, and, and the ability to empower all of their marketers to be creative and, and integrate seamlessly into their marketing automation platform. So we continue to work with a lot of Marketo customers, Eloqua, uh, Responsus, Marketing Cloud, Pardot, all of those marketers need our help. You have NAC templates, which are free. That's sort of your top of funnel helps, you know, make maybe make CAC more efficient. You then have to work, you know, hard both in product and your sales team to move them into NAC solo, which is a $10,000 a year commitment. Free to $10,000 a year is obviously a big move. What sorts of things do you do in between those two plans to make sure people move up? Yes. Yeah, so again, our goal is really to help marketers. And a lot of marketers are still in the mindset that they need a template. Templates are kind of the old way of how marketers used to accomplish creating an email or a landing page. So that was our initial product, uh, Nathan. That, that was the one that we used to sell for $99 a month. We are giving that away now because, again, we want to position NAC as the, the company that is there to help marketers no matter where they are on their journey. I think what we see is once those marketers use the templates and realize really the, the pitfalls of using templates, how they're slow and rigid and hard to change, that's when they open their mind to like, hey, I actually do need a better way of, of creating a campaign. And they naturally look to NAC uh, solo or enterprise to get that done. Mm -hmm. And and were you able to ride that $99 a month plan? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what took you to your first million dollar in revenue and what year that was. I mean, was that like 2016, 2017? Yeah. So the $99 a month plan was so important for us. Like that is really how we learned how to onboard customers, right? When you're in that freemium model, you need to know everything about how your product works, where people can get stuck how you upsell them, how you get their feedback. And that is really what has helped us grow this whole time. Um, and by listening to our customers, that's how we identified the opportunity to build this new product, this product that you know, has way bigger potential. We think we're in a more than a billion dollar market here and we have less than 1% market share. Right. So Pierce, you're so killing me, man. So, so, so were you able to use 900 bucks a month to break that million dollar run rate in like 2016, 2017? I'm just trying to get a sense of what you looked yeah. like when you broke a million. We didn't, we didn't get to a million on the $99 a month plan. We okay. only got there after we pivoted to sales, uh, yep. procurement, that whole process. And that was in 2018. I, I don't know the date off, off the top of my head. Which year did you break a million dollar run rate? Again, I we don't disclose that. Pierce, but, this was years know, ago. Come on, say, man. You're making this yeah. very, very difficult on me. I, yeah, people yeah. people like to understand but, the playbook, zero to a million and then a million plus, and then now you're not bootstrapped and moving into VC. You've got to be able to yeah. give me some number here. 
Yeah. No, I, I think the way you get to a million is you have to continue to listen to your customers and figure out, you know, look at your trends, right? If but Pierce, what year was that for you for NAC? We want, we want to use numbers and then tie that to the tactics yeah. that you're communicating now. I mean, yeah. was that 2016, 2017, somewhere in there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you were, I, I do want to help your listeners get to a million and I'm trying to give some, some examples of how to do that and how we got there. I think what we realized was that that freemium model wasn't going to do it for us. Um, it was really high churn. You have to realize your churn numbers, right? How are you going to get people to stay in your platform? And how are you going to build a scalable business? For so us, how many years did it take you to learn that though? How long did it take you to learn that? There's people listening right now, maybe doing the same thing going, do I need yeah. to test this for a year, two years, three years? I think we realized the freemium model wasn't going to get us to where we needed to probably within a year, year and a half. Okay, so by twenty mid twenty sixteen, you were thinking, what does a sales motion look like, and how do I think about a higher price plan? Yeah, well, and I think what we what we learned again was that templates uh, were not sticky, right, and they were flawed. Still, that was the biggest learning that we had was we realized we're solving one part of our customers' issue, the marketers' issue with the coding of the templates, but there were so many issues around that, that we needed to uh, really build a new product that would address all of those. So brand control, collaboration, integration with the marketing automation platforms, uh, all of flexibility and the creativity component were huge. And that's what fueled a much you know, stronger growth trajectory. Pierce, this makes a lot of sense. What are you most nervous about right now? You just brought in money. You have, you have, we will call it a VC sugar daddy now, right? Board meetings coming up. T t what are you nervous about? Yeah, I think as we grow, and I mentioned we want to hire 50 people, one of our secret weapons that I think we have here at NAC is our culture. It's amazing. You know, everybody loves coming to work. We just won best places to work in Ottawa. Our employee ENPS is like off the charts. I think it was 85 last time we did it. And so we're we're growing quickly. We're hiring 50 people. We're doubling the team. I want to make sure that we're able to, you know, grow this culture into something really positive as we continue to grow the company. And I'd right. say that's something that's top of mind for me. All right. Love that. And then real quick, round out the sales motion. You mentioned that this is critical to the ultimate success moving away from templates. How many like quota carrying sales reps do you have today? Yeah. I mean, this is another beautiful part of this business is right now we only have one quota carrying rep. Uh, That's down so, from a year ago. You had told me you had three. Uh, well, we had two. We lost one over the summer. We're rehiring. Um, but we've continued to double, you know, triple digit growth of our revenue every year. And I think that just speaks to the need for a solution like NAC in the market. Does we that one gonna... sales rep talk to every single person that upgrades to the $10,000 per year plan? Or do you have people that never touch your support or sales reps that go from zero to 10 grand a year? We have a big CSM team and uh, ah. account management team that is is working on the upsells and account expansion. 
Uh, but our our AE currently touches all of our new skills. Wow. Okay. How many are on the CSS team? CSM team? Uh, so I think we have five CSMs now. Should I ask more questions there? Are you doing something unique there? Or is it a pretty standard playbook? I think again, it just speaks to when we get knack, when we get our customers using knack, they realize how this can transform their marketing department and how this can help them go way faster and way cheaper than ever before. And so there's a lot of organic growth that, that is happening there. You're talking about expansion revenue. They go from 10,000 a year to 20,000 a year in their first 24 months. Oh yeah, a lot of our customers, like keep in mind, we're selling to the enterprise, right? So we might get one group at a company, maybe it's 10 people who try it in one location. And then their global team says, what are you guys doing over there? That's pretty cool. Let's now roll it out to the whole company. Now we have 100 or 500 users. And so that's, that's really how it's growing. Yeah. And is that, I mean, that is the thing you put at the top of your pricing page. Individuals, one user is NAC, net starter is five, and enterprise is five to a thousand users. Is that your most powerful upsell mechanism? It's the number of seats. Yeah. So our pricing model is, yeah, it's very simple, right? It's just how many, how many people are going to be creating assets within NAC. That's more powerful though than your feature-based upselling, like built-in workflows on your enterprise plan or you know, customizing user access roles and permissions. Um, it, it really depends on the company, right? So the smaller companies, uh, we find they just don't even need those necessarily need all of the features in the enterprise plan. Mm -hmm. Whereas big companies, they need all of that stuff. So it's usually kind of a combination of both. And Pierce, is all this sort of, is all this code word for your guys' net dollar retention as well above a hundred percent? I can confirm it's over a hundred percent. Boom! But hey, we got a number. Give this guy a little little thumbs up on iTunes or YouTube. Give you know, me something, Nathan. Hey, got to give me something to work. <laughs> I, look, I kind of got the million dollar run rate in like 2016, 2017 ish. I got on a percent or a dollar retention. I mean, this is nice growth. Couple hundred customers, but not a thousand yet. But your free plan is driving a lot of new users because it's free, obviously, but not a good product because it's not sticky. But again, helps your CSM team expand, folks. So makes a lot of sense here. I know we're over time, Pierce. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one favorite business book uh what's one that i just read um I, uh yeah one that i just read well actually i just read uh the book with dyson so the guy who started dyson vacuums which is interesting number two is there a ceo you're following or studying um I'm loving Michael Saylor right now. I'm a big Bitcoin person. And uh, I think he just sees the future in ways that other people can't. What percent of your total net worth right now do you have at today's prices exposed to like Bitcoin and ETH or some form of crypto? Over, uh, let, let's say a sizable amount, but more than 10%. Oh, okay. I was, I was waiting for you to go like 70%. I was going to go, what? <laughs> All right, more than 10. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a NAC? Uh, I, can I say NAC? No, you I mean, can't, we... say <laughs> can't say NAC. Says the, says the marketer. Uh, yeah, let's say, um, hey, you know, we can run our business without Slack and they're a great customer of ours.
Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, seven to eight. Okay. And situation, married, single kiddos? Married with uh, with a four and a six-year-old. Oh my God. Busy guy. All right. How old are you, Pierce? 36. 36. There you go. I gave you another number. I know. I'm getting all of these. I just got to ask yeah. the family question numbers. Yeah. That's how I do this. All right. Last question. Take us home. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Yeah, I think uh, the the older I get, the more I look at going for the long game. And that's something that I, I feel when I was younger, it was kind of much shorter term thinking. It's you have to be confident, stay focused and keep your eye on the long game and good things happen. Guys, there you have it. Knack launched in 2015 off the back of a marketing agency. They now help enterprise brands do email much faster, much better. Marketing teams don't have to rely on their development teams to get things out the door. They're upselling like crazy over 100% net dollar retention, mainly focused on enterprises with more than 50 seats. Again, launched in 2015, just did a $25 million round. Pierce feels selling to 10 to 20% of the business is really what you should target in this sort of range. Anything above that feels a little uncomfortable. 45 on the team, but hiring fast up there in Ottawa. Pierce, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. That was fun.